Hey everyone, this is Under the Surface, and I'm your host, Amy Landau. Originally, this show aired on Valley Free Radio in Northampton, Massachusetts, for a year, between 2017 and 2018, and I used to edit my live show recordings into podcasts, which I posted online. Well, today's episode marks the debut of Under the Surface as a pure podcast. Like my solo Under the Surface episode on sexism, which was a kind of monologue, self-reflection, on my own life as brought to light by our collective Me Too awakening in this country, today's episode will be in a similar vein, but on a totally different topic, also personal to my experience. And that topic is being half-Jewish. I've always described myself when people ask me as half-Jewish. When the question comes from a non-Jew, I'm usually defined as Jewish, no questions asked, and I'm regarded as rather different and exotic. For example, my South Carolinian friend in grad school told me I was the first Jewish person she'd ever met. However, when the questioner is a Jewish person, I'm usually regarded, or so I imagine, with skepticism, and sometimes not even considered Jewish. Why? Because my half-Jewishness comes from my father, not my mother. And as many people know, Jewish identity is usually defined as matrilineal. It only passes through one's mother, not one's father. So for me, this has always been a source of mild yet ongoing irritation. In a way, I prefer talking to a non-Jew about this subject because my identity is never thrown into question in the way it is with a Jew. I think of myself as at least half-Jewish because I grew up in New York City with Jewish friends and was always assumed to be Jewish by everyone around me throughout my life. I was told that I look Jewish, however controversial that sounds today, and on top of that, I've always felt culturally Jewish. However, I I can't say that I know very much about Judaism as a religion. I didn't grow up observing Shabbat, Passover, or any of the high holidays, though I did go to a Jewish day camp which confused me. Instead, I celebrated Christmas with presents and a tree, and Easter with an Easter basket and chocolate bunny in a completely secular household. Neither of my parents were religious, but my mother, who's from North Carolina, was brought up as a Protestant Methodist Christian and attended church as a young person. And yet, I feel more Jewish than Christian. This topic is on my mind because I attended a Passover Seder with new people, and that dreaded question came up. Someone at the table implied that I can't be Jewish because my mother wasn't Jewish. I said, but I can prove my father is really my father through DNA. I explained that this matrilineal qualification seemed based on this notion that your mother could have conceived you, to put it politely, with another non-Jewish man, rather a Gentile, rather than your presumed father. At the time, I actually didn't know this to be true, that this is the rationale behind the matrilineal qualification, but I assume that it might be. Here's another example of my exclusion that I've experienced by Jews. At a close childhood friend's wedding many years ago, the presiding rabbi, who also happened to be a woman, mind you, told my friend the bride that I could not be the one to fulfill a specific role of watching over her bridal chamber. The task was symbolic in nature and just meant that I was supposed to stand outside her door before she emerged for the wedding. She was told that I couldn't be the one to do that because I was not Jewish. Thankfully, my friend ignored that rule and didn't listen to her. 
Looking back, I find it very hypocritical that a female rabbi would object to my performing that role for my childhood best friend's wedding, since Orthodox Judaism still prohibits women from even being rabbis. You know, one would think that she would be a little more inclusive. So the heart of the problem and the source of my unease, if you will, is a sense that I don't belong anywhere. I'm Jewish in the eyes of non-Jews, but I'm not Jewish in the eyes of those who count, other Jews. Years ago, I remember seeing a funny website on this topic. It joked that the homeland for half-Jews is Roosevelt Island, an island halfway between Manhattan and Queens. If, you, if you're a New Yorker or no New York, and if you've ever been to Roosevelt Island, you know that it's not much of a destination. So what am I? Interestingly, I've never answered the question of my religious background or ethnic background by saying, I'm half Christian. Why is that? I think it's because I do not identify as much with the Christian part of my ancestry as I do with the Jewish part, even though I probably know more about Christianity than I do about Judaism from having taken a Bible class in high school. I was also briefly drawn to the Jesus story as a teenager along with my best friend, who was a Jewish woman, the same one whose wedding I just mentioned, because we love the hippie element to it as depicted in popular culture, like movies and plays like Godspell, Jesus Christ Superstar, and even Hair, which had kind of a Jesus metaphor going on. The idea of a long-haired flower child who walked around in sandals, who was, after all, a Jew. I remember that when I was 13, I was sitting at the dinner table with my family, and my brother asked in a tone of astonishment, why is Amy talking so much about Jesus? Religion in itself was quite an alien thing to our family. But I also think there was a sort of subtext to his comment, that our half-Jewishness made Christianity impossible. But back to the matter at hand, I don't feel half-Christian. I don't feel Christian at all. Being Christian strikes me as something bland and colorless, except when it comes to the black church, which is telling, I know. But I'm not going to resist going off on that tangent. When it comes to white Christianity, and as you probably guessed, I'm white, um, or you might have guessed, it seems bland. Almost everyone is Christian. It is so common in this country. It means nothing. Being Jewish is, is so much more interesting, and it does me justice on a psychological level. The Jews are the underdogs in history, and we're still getting that um, reaction. And I've always identified with the underdog and the misfit, not to mention I have all the characteristics of the classic neurotic Jew from New York. I'm putting air quotes around that word neurotic, mind you. Using such a phrase now, I know, as a neurotic Jew from New York seems out of step with today's progressive thinking that resists that kind of labeling. But nevertheless, that identity, however complex in its implications, remains part of my psychic makeup. It expresses what I see as Jewish humor, that ability to, ability to laugh at oneself. So when I was told, you're not Jewish, I felt outrage. How is it that I can be stripped of such a basic tenet of who I am? And yet, although I do feel Jewish, I don't feel fully accepted as a Jew. I always feel compelled to explain myself, to confess, so to speak, my impurity. And I have always been jealous of those who can say wholeheartedly, I'm Jewish, or I'm a Jew. What a weird idea, my impurity, as if I'm contaminated. 
That sounds like Nazi Hitler talk, but I'll get back to that point later. While planning this podcast, I did some research. I looked up half-Jewish. I found Adam Sandler's famous Hanukkah song. So let's take a listen to that clip right now. Paul Newman's half-Jewish and Goldie Hawn's half-two. Put them together, what a fine-looking Jew. But I also found a self-published book by a woman named D.M. Miller called Half Jew, Searching for Identity. I don't agree at all with the author's extreme intolerance toward nuanced views on Israel and her claim that being Jewish must mean loving Israel and not loving Israel means supporting what she calls Palestinian terrorists. In fact, I was horrified by that. But putting that aside, which is hard to do, I did think she made some good points on the absence of logic when it comes to the matrilineal determination for one's Jewishness. And what I learned from her and other sources is this. Nowhere in the Torah, the Hebrew Bible handed down straight from God, does it say that one can only be Jewish if one's mother is Jewish. In fact, the emphasis is always on patriarchy and paternity, with a long, exhausting list of who begot who, and always with reference to males. However, when it comes to the halakha, or Jewish law, based on the Talmud, that's where this distinction comes in about matrilineal descent. So it can be argued, at least from my point of view, that the Torah, the, fi- the first five books, the five books of Moses, are more important than the Talmud, which is really a sort of debate or interpretation by rabbis of what the Torah means, not from God, but from rabbis. Here's what I say. I'll take the God version over the rabbi version. Meanwhile, my brother has handled this morass of half-Jewishness differently. He's married to a Jewish woman and has two Jewish kids who go to Hebrew school and who observe all the Jewish traditions. So, of course, his kids are full-on Jews by any measure. He calls himself Jewish. He's no more religious than I am. However, he's claimed the identity. As far as I know, he doesn't explain himself or complicate matters as I do with my shaky half-Jewish disclaimer. So why don't I do the same? I think it's for two reasons. One, I don't want to live with a feeling that I'm pretending to be something I'm not. Two, I'd rather make people, Jews, confront their own discomfort and clickishness, even though maybe I'm just making myself uncomfortable. The clickishness of Judaism and who is a Jew has always bothered me. I feel like I can never be an insider. Some say to me, you could convert. Thanks a lot. Like that would be an easy task. These people who casually suggest I could convert, a huge and daunting task, are not necessarily even religious themselves. Many of them celebrate Christmas too. So they get all the benefits of secular Christianity, the fun of it, while keeping their Jewish identity intact. No work involved. Meanwhile, my father, who is a Jew, a bona fide Jew, has a contentious relationship with this very cliquishness that so often defines the Jews on this score. The Jews, don't forget, are the chosen people, for better or for worse. Plus, what about this identity versus religious thing? It seems as if the Jews who deny my Jewishness want to have it both ways. They say being Jewish is an identity or an ethnicity, and that it's not religious, and yet they tell me I could be Jewish if I converted. This makes me think of a YouTube video I watched recently by Rabbi Beryl Wine called, What is Judaism? Let's take a listen. 
Now, one should never confuse Jews with Judaism. Jews as individuals can believe whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. Sometimes they do things that they shouldn't do. He points out that Judaism is totally different from Jews. Jews are not necessarily followers of Judaism. So in that sense, my conversion would still never change the most desirable aspect of Jewishness to me personally, the identity, both through culture and ancestry, not the religion. No one wants to bother too much with the religion anyway, not in the circles I know. But they want the identity, and that's why they reinforce it with the religious observances. They go through the motions to reinforce that identity. I imagine that this rabbi would say that such people are Jews, but not practitioners of Judaism, or something like that. But by the same token, he would probably tell me that while those people are Jews, I myself am not a Jew. I want to back up again and share some other things I learned from the D.M. Miller book, the author of the book that I mentioned earlier, called Half Jew. Reformed Jews will accept half-Jews as Jewish, she says, if they were raised with Judaism. Israel updated its law of return in 1970 with an amendment that allows half-Jews with Jewish fathers to return to Israel and gain citizenship. That still doesn't mean that half-Jews get recognition as Jews, mind you. She also goes into all kinds of discussions about intermarriage and the difficulty of interpreting the specifics of the Torah to the president. And she says that conservative Jews require people to convert to become Jewish if they um, are patrilineal Jews like I am. Most interestingly, Miller says that Jews are an ethno-religious group. She means, and this is something I've touched on before, that we're not talking about religion here, or not only about, about religion, but about ancestry. She claims that all Jews are at most 30th cousins to one another. Isn't that wild? And cites a source on that. Like Miller, my ancestry via my father is Ashkenazi, which is the term for European Jews, as opposed to Mizrahi or Sephardim. Her point is that if so much of being Jewish is about ethnicity or ancestry from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, how is it logical to erase patrilineal Jews as Jewish? And then she makes a very interesting point, and that's that this is a controversial issue for Jews because of Hitler, who talked about Jewish blood and advanced the evil notion that Jewish blood is impure, that it corrupts and taints the Aryan race. So this really is a strange thing in light of the feeling I mentioned before that my patrilineal half-Jewishness somehow makes me impure in the eyes of the dominant Jewish culture. Also, there's that 1970 Law of Return Amendment that I mentioned that allowed even people with one Jewish grandparent to gain citizenship. So it seems that ancestry is important and recognized in some areas, but not in others. There's an inconsistency there. Miller points out another inconsistency, and that's that whenever a Nobel Peace Prize winner is half-Jewish— even if it's the father, this person is immediately labeled as Jewish without hesitation. So that's another contradiction. I also wonder this. If my father became a transgender woman tomorrow, would the Jews then consider me Jewish? But then there's the question, taking a step back from all of this, who cares? Why should I care about any of this? 
There's something both dramatically important and petty, totally trivial, about this whole discussion. Why do I want to belong to the Jewish family to begin with, especially if they won't have me? And what would it really mean if I did belong? How would that change me? The self doesn't really exist anyway. I agree with the Buddhists completely on that count. The self is a social construction. Our identities are mutable, dependent upon our conditions. I'm a teacher, but then I leave teaching, so I'm no longer a teacher. I'm an athlete, but then I become disabled and I can't compete. So I'm not an athlete. I'm a homeowner, and now I'm a refugee with no home. You get the drift. And yet, in, in an in-your-face, everyday way, our identities do exist because they're, they're how people see us and respond to us. We live in this sort of dual, contradictory world, the fiction of selfhood that we cling to and the greater universal truth that we're all humans, all related to one another in the human family, and even in a broader sense in the animal family or the world of the living. So I have no answers, and I'll leave it at that. This concludes this episode of Under the Surface. I'm Amy Landau. Or am I? Thank you for listening.